back to the Resilience Key Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Corbell, and as always, I'm super stoked to be here with you today to explore yet another topic designed to help you channel your inner grit into personal growth. Thank you so much for listening today, and if you haven't yet, please go ahead, hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of my future episodes. I release one each and every single Friday morning. Also, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, I would totally appreciate your help. Go ahead and give this podcast a rating or share it on your social media. That helps this get heard by more listeners. So a few weeks ago, I shared an episode based on some things I was thinking about on a recent backpacking trip. And with today's episode, as with most of my episodes, this particular topic has been percolating in my mind for the past few weeks ever since. I think this is a topic many of us at middle age chew on, and the sooner you learn this lesson, the happier you're going to end up being. It's definitely a topic for anyone of any age to think about seriously. So I just got home from a walk with my husband, and he was asking me about this topic and my angle on it. And I told him that the big thing that inspired this episode, aside from my recent revelations on the trail, was this memory I have of living out of a single, beat-up, mid-sized backpack for about a month at a time on the road for various jobs, tours, and travels. Yes, you heard that right. I am a middle-aged woman who loves her skincare products, but I can, and more importantly, I have lived out of a single backpack for more than a month at a time. I bought this said backpack maybe 12 or 13 years ago, and it's literally been everywhere with me. A theater gig in Romania? Check. A couple of tours with death metal bands across North America? Check. A transcontinental run attempt? Check. Now look, I am definitely not what one would call a minimalist, and I don't really buy into any trends when it comes to online presence and lifestyle. I think... Hey, do it works for you. This said, today's topic, it's all about getting down to the essentials. I'm not here to teach you how to pack light for road travel. I am here rather to ask you, what do you really need? At the end of the day, how much of our life do we spend lusting over, pursuing, desiring, wishing, and hoping for things that we may not even necessarily need? Recently, when I see things that try and pull me out of this focus on the what really matters mindset, I ask myself this in moments of temptation. For what? To what end? Why? And that, my friends, has saved me a whole lot of heartache, not to mention money. In a recent conversation with my husband, he said to me that he was avoiding walking through certain areas around town where we live simply because seeing opulent affluence makes him want things more. That's just seeing things. You know, things like big houses on the beach and fancy fast cars and stuff like that. When it comes down to it, both he and I know well that we're doing great, but it's incredibly human to look around and think, hey, maybe maybe I want to level up. Maybe that extra bedroom would be nice. Maybe the newer car would be cool to have. Maybe the better clothes. Maybe I will feel better about myself if I acquire some or even all of these things. Have you ever noticed this phenomenon? Let's say you just got a new car for the first time in your adult life. 
I remember mine. It was the 2000 Chevy Prism. And when I got it, it was super shiny and fabulous, not to mention a massive step up from my previous junker of a Honda that was always and continuously breaking down. I was so excited to drive my new Chevy when I first got it. But then what? After a year, it was it was just old hat. It didn't have the same sheen, the same excitement for me. Why? I got used to it. And that's what happens. It's the phenomenon of hedonic adaptation. You can live on the cheap when you're young, then you strive for more, then you get used to having more, and then you need more and more and more to keep that excitement going. Instead of holding space and gratitude for what we have around us when it's perfectly serviceable and works for us, we instead take it for granted and we think we need the next big thing. So how does that make us feel? Well, in some cases, it causes stress. We buy more and more to up the ante, right? So we spend more and more, meaning we need to make more and more money to keep things afloat. And so then we have to work more in bigger jobs with bigger paychecks. And then that raises our stress levels. Then what do we find we have less of? Time to ourselves. Freedom maybe flexibility. We get locked into a cycle of wanting, then feeling like we need, and then this urgency to attain. This happens not just with physical things, but with achievements and also with long-term relationships, for sure. Not having gratitude for what is in front of us can truly take us out of the moment into future tripping. Not having gratitude for what is in front of us keeps us from living in the now as we are planning and scheming for things that we perceive that we need, simply because we are trying to keep up with the Joneses next door. Now look, I'm not saying we shouldn't have goals for ourselves, and I'm also not saying that having ambition to change one's life is a bad thing. No, not at all. What I do want to emphasize speaking from experience, is that this constant wanting, needing, longing, and desiring is a distraction. Here's the key. Attaining some said thing or goal or relationship or purchase will not magically transform you at your core. Think about this. Have you ever achieved something and then had a big emotional letdown afterward because you didn't quite feel the way you thought you were supposed to? That's a totally natural human thing to have happen. That's because we attach these emotional expectations to these desires. Thinking we'll magically become the person we've always wanted to be if we attain them. And, well, that's never the case. I'm no Buddhist, despite the fact that meditation is a big part of my life. But one thing I've taken from Buddhist philosophy, from the Four Noble Truths, is that desire often can cause suffering. And it's true. Are you someone who constantly feels like you need the next big thing, the next goal, the bigger house, the nice car? I challenge you today. Ask yourself, for what? And let's look into some strategies we can use to get off that treadmill of desire in this way. One, minimize distractions in your daily life to stay focus on the present moment and on what is in front of you right now. Check out last week's episode on listening and on silence, for example. Only when we are truly quiet and not distracted can we actually hear our inner voices on what we truly need. You can do this in any number of ways. Meditation, different mindfulness practices, exercise, journaling... 
anything to tune you into your own intuition rather than getting pulled into your external environment and making comparisons to everything around you. Only when we are fully present can we actually discern whether or not we actually need something. And only when we are fully present can we differentiate between need and desire. There's a big difference. If you're going down that rabbit hole, feeling like you need to do something or buy something or accomplish something, ask yourself for what reason and get honest with the response. I'm not advocating selling off all your possessions and going off to live in the mountains in a tiny off-grid cabin, but I am advocating getting raw with yourself to see where you're getting sucked into distractions and mindless consumption. And believe me, I totally get it. I am equally guilty of impulse Amazon buys as the next person. And this week, like many of my topics, these are all things I'm working on right alongside you as I record these episodes. Two, learn to declutter. No, I'm not going to go all Marie Kondo on you here, although I've gone through my own transformation that way with my own stuff. By decluttering, I'm talking about stripping away non-essentials in every aspect of your life. Yes, that can refer to stuff littering your house, but it can also refer to a lot of other things we don't really think of as distractions that keep us on this hamster wheel of wanting and lusting over. It can be digital clutter, a bunch of accounts that we follow on social media, the time that we spend on social media, that kind of thing. It can be constant digital communication. We're supposed to be online and available all the time now in the smartphone era, right? No. We don't have to be. You're allowed to put your phone away and not text someone back immediately. You're allowed to put your phone in a do not disturb mode for as long as you need to. It is okay to not be in constant contact with all of your contacts, friends, and acquaintances. It's okay to turn things off, tune into yourself, and take the time to assess what's really necessary. Three, express gratitude daily. Again, I'm not the feel-good Mary Poppins, puppies, and flowers type, but I have and still do regularly keep a gratitude journal. In that journal, I keep lists of all the things I'm grateful for in my present moment. In fact, I recently realized, because of this practice, that I have everything right now in my contemporary life that I've ever wanted. Seriously. I have a good marriage, I'm my own boss, I have flexibility with my work calendar, I contribute to others through volunteer activities and this podcast, there's good food on the table and a nice place to live. I mean, really, what else can a person ask for? A fancy car, but for what? My gratitude journal keeps me grounded rather than upping the ante with each new development in my life. And a gratitude journal is so easy to do. All you have to do is write down a couple of things every day that you're grateful for. This can be from the mundane to the very deep. Focusing your energy on those things rather than a list of wants will keep you from perceiving those wants as needs and consequently will keep you from angst. I'm a big believer in writing things down. You can go ahead and roll your eyes at the gratitude journal suggestion here, but give it a shot just for a week and see how it starts to transform your inner landscape. I challenge you. If you're someone that constantly feels like you've got to move on to the next big thing or the next big goal, I hope this episode was liberating for you. Let me know what you got out of it and what your experience is like with a gratitude journal. I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through my website at stephcorbell.com or on my Instagram page at stephcorbell, that's C-O-R-B-E-L-L. 
Thank you so much again for listening today. And remember, until next week, you're more resilient than you realize and you're stronger than you know. 